man. Yeah, it's about giving. That's what forgiveness is. Yeah. And it's hard when you've given and it's all just been thrown into and you feel like a chump the ground mm-hmm. and yeah so so it's like great i have to abase myself even more and and oh. so there's this resistance that that rises up that says i refuse to be abased one of the reasons that we hold back from being able to forgive is because of the control that it gives us This is Eddie. Hi, and this is Ntebo Archer. And we want to welcome you to Define, Define Yourself Podcast. Podcast. We did we just, about did we just get that? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys, welcome back. And I think, um, I, well, we were expecting and planning on having our next episode be about removing the noise in your relationship, right? So the outside opinions and thoughts that, that just cause too much friction right and that was a great idea and it Mm -hmm. still is uh, and i'm hoping that it finds its fit but you until when i were having conversation in the car over the weekend and i I just got to say i wish that we had our entire podcasting gear i wish we regularly have our podcasting (laughs) gear with us and on when Uh, we're having normal conversations because guys like the depth that we go into is like this is an amazing i feel fulfilled just talking to you as a normal person right <laughs> but one of the things that came up um as we were just kind of discussing and looking at things we sent a question at a questionnaire out to you guys uh uh over this last week on what questions you have about relationships and one of the things that came up to us was this issue of forgiveness Mm-hmm. Right. And at that moment, we realized mm-hmm. that is the natural progression of everything we've been talking about. Yep. You know, we've got to address yeah. forgiveness. We got to address all that that means. And well. yeah, For, you cannot talk about we can't talk about relationships. You can't talk about marriage and not talk about forgiveness. Right. Like the course. two just go together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, I mean, so when yeah. we were talking, we like, wait, yeah. like. If sense. there's anything, the, you know, there's many different topics that one can talk about, but how could we address the core of relationships and marriage and not talk about the thing that you need on a daily basis? Right. You know, so you just kind of explode and we're like, you know what? Yeah. Well, let's just pause everything and let's just address this. Like, let's just talk about like, just how crucial yeah. forgiveness is. Right, right, course. and I'm just thinking that just as our bodies and our lungs, um, our bodies need oxygen. Yeah, right. To for the organs to function and for everything to be vibrant and vi- vital, forgiveness is that for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, right? I mean, like, let's just talk about what forgiveness is, right? Um, and and before we get into the importance of it and what what stops us from it, so. I think one of the things that's interesting in, in the just in the Bible, you see it over and over again. This emphasis on community, on loving your brother. Um, you know, Jesus was asked, "What's the greatest commandment?" His response is, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength." And he said, "And love your brother." 
you know, and, and there's this emphasis on that as well. So, yeah, I think you realize that it's not okay to get stuck in unforgiveness. It's not okay to kind of put people in prison in your mind and it's just like, hey, you're canceled, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, because of your actions. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's crucial. It's a really big part of relationships. And it's something that we all have to figure out how to do. Yeah. And so talking about the love, if you go into the biblical, um, the biblical definition of love, uh, one of the things that's mentioned is that love does not hold on to record of wrong. It doesn't hold. I'm, I'm trying to like find the first Corinthians 13, but that like love does not mm-hmm. hang, you know, does not hold a record of, so, you know, of, of being wronged. Right. So i.e. part of the expression of love is forgiveness. Sure. Right. Yeah. And you know the thing that like blew my mind about this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, this thing cannot be this important. And, you know, it have, um, and Jesus sort of like mentioned it in the way that he did. Because remember, Peter comes to Jesus, you know, they were hanging out. Peter comes to Jesus and say, hey, if my brother sins against me, how many times should I forgive him? And Peter is like, oh, seven times. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, no, 70 times seven. Sure, right. So I'm like, wow, that is like so dramatic. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that if you, you know, you, 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 you step on my toes, I need to forgive you like seven times. And then, you know, then, then that's it. Sorry, your grace has run out. And then here you hear Jesus sort of like trying to demonstrate it in a very dramatic fashion to say, no, if somebody sins against you, you need to forgive them 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like, wow. So this thing must be so important. Yeah. That's sort of like God puts a limit that he knows that. Quite frankly, yeah. you probably won't be able to like reach yeah. and then like everything resets and the next day you have to start from scratch. Right. And it, in my mind, it's like, wait, he's saying that this is something that must always be flowing from you. Right, right. What's Towards your brother. Yeah. Why so extreme, right? Like why I mean, so extreme? It's because, yeah. you, in my mind, it's like, it's because it is so vital mm-hmm. that it always has to be present. Mm-hmm. And it's because you are going to need it. You're yeah. going to need that ability that muscle of heart that allows you to forgive that many times. Yeah. And there's almost like a posture about it that says, if you're posture already to forgive, you probably won't even be offended mm-hmm. because you offer the forgiveness up front. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's almost like also a preemptive thing because you know what I mean? Because if you have like a posture of, hmm, you know, I'm not really willing to forgive you. Um, you know, it's almost like there's like a level of tension that you hold towards people versus even before you wrong me, I've already forgiven you. Mm-hmm. There's some that's very free and that allows life to flow inside of that relationship. Right, right. So I'm like, this thing has to be that important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if God can express it in such dramatic fashion. Sure, of course. Of so course. I, I, I heard that and I'm like, wait, it is that important. In a relationship, it is that important, right? Because the minute we get close to each other, especially in a very deep and intimate way, then we take step one, step two, I probably already need to forgive you. And we're not even talking about forgiveness at the level of like the deep, deep things. Yeah, right. To, you know, there is like some deep, big things that need to be forgiven. But I'm like, even like small things 
like offense, because where offense arises, there has to be grace that covers, forgiveness. And, you know, even like, again, like the whole thing of, um, you know, uh, you know, like the concept of the, the, is it the stick that broke the, the camel's back, right? That oftentimes it's like a scenario where things build up over time, right? This tension that builds up over time, small things that build up over time. And if you allow them to connect, to collect, right? Whether we want to use the analogy of a fire that, you know, you don't deal with things and eventually a match is thrown and it becomes a fire that burns out. Or this camel that keeps getting overloaded by small things or even big things. But over time, eventually something happens and it breaks his back. For me, forgiveness is a thing. If you like imagine also the image of a troop where unforgiveness begins to clock up mm-hmm. the arteries, forgiveness is a thing that regulates mm-hmm. and makes sure that the troop of life and relationship is never stuck. Of course. That it never has, you know, the, the dirt, the wet wipes mm-hmm. <laughs> that don't get disintegrated. <laughs> okay. And black and backs up like toilet systems and, and just blocks to up toilet system and then the you find out like times to come second child later is like oh wait you're right this is not toilet paper this is <laughs> yeah but you know you know what i mean you know food particles that you keep throwing bones um oh he did this to me uh you know that happened uh oh he didn't compliment me uh oh he didn't say hi oh it was valentine's day he didn't say oh he forgot my birthday or he didn't remove his, you know, uh, his shoes. You know, he didn't help me when I was under stress and with the kids. So what I imagine is that all of these things are there and they, we, oh, there's always an opportunity for these things to clog up the pipes of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And the thing that ensures that the pipes of our relationships are never blocked is forgiveness. Sure. Course. It's like that water that sort of like rushes through and helps things to move past. Yeah, forgiveness for me when I think about it, that's what it is. Yeah, and I think we have to. We're gonna have to in a second here be intentional about what that looks like, right? Um, reasons why we hold on to unforgiveness, but what forgiveness actually looks like, you know. Um, and it's it's crucial. A couple couple thoughts, just like on what you just said there. One. I believe that's essentially the premise of therapy, right? The premise of therapy is to go in and unclog mm. the traumatic issues yeah. that has you stuck. Yep. And now you have developed maladaptive behaviors and ways to go about your life that is actually not productive and and you're you're actually beginning to damage mm. yourself and yeah. damage your world. And so you go into therapy so that you can find out what that thing is and then own it or or somehow walk through a process to let it go. Mm-hmm. Unclog, yes, unblock, unclog right? Pipes, yeah. um, crucial. And so the whole issue and the idea that um, a natural part, and I think, again, what you're saying, like God understands and expects that a natural part of human relationships is, is walking up on a situation that's going to cause you to be blocked, that's going to cause you to to have to forgive yeah you know um there's a there's a a couple like references that i'm thinking of children of israel moving into their promised land like this has been oncoming for years generations they're expecting this move and one of the things that god does is like he leaves the amalekites he leaves like 
en- enemies. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and it states there, he says, I'm leaving them so that it will train your hands to war. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I'm setting, I'm going to set a, cre- a, a context to learn to, so that you can learn through mm-hmm. conflict yeah. how to grow, mm-hmm. how to be able to actually navigate these things in a healthy way. How do you reinforce yourself? Yeah. And so, I, so I, I, I believe that a natural part of just the human experience, a natural part of being in a relationship is having to come across a situation where you have to forgive. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I've actually had clients that, yeah, a couple sessions, um, you know, I had a client that said, yeah, no, I just don't forgive. That's not my thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm like, wait, what? I want to see your pipes. Like, I want to see dude, like, the pipes of your heart. Dude, like, I want to see. Yo, that thing was oh, wow. a mess because oh, it was wow. like, it was bad. Oh, wow. I mean, um, she was she was in a place where it was, uh, she had to... Everyone, everyone in her life. And it wasn't just in the relationship that she was in, but it was her relationships with every everyone around her, her parents, her siblings. She was a war zone. Yeah. It, she was a war zone. She was effective at not forgiving. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because everybody wow. was on fire because of her. And it's so, so I realized that. And I guess, I guess we can all kind of like look in our lives and realize that there were things set up around us that where we had to learn how to forgive, um, like personally, uh, I, I remember there was, a, there was a season in my life right after college um, where I decided to take time off and just do entrepreneurship, just, just kind of go in, do real estate investing, you know, go just try mm-hmm. to learn. And, and honestly, I, I refer to these dark years as as the time that I learned how not to do business it was it was hard learning and one of the things that happened was I a mentor took me on and he um he took me under his wing he said hey I'll I know how to do real estate investing I'll I'll teach you everything I know I'll I'll pass deals to you I'm like that's great that's great and so he's like and and by the way this is a guy from my church he was like a leader you know, in, in the, the church. So I'm like, ah, this is safe. I'm good. So he, the first thing he did was plug me into some real estate deal, um, with a, with a partner of his. And, um, and essentially I learned that the partner was just trying to get out of that property. So he basically took my, he, he made me buy this property. Um, he got a whole bunch of money from it, you know, that would have gone to me to pay Mm -hmm. the mortgage and everything that. And then he left the country. And it, it, it got so bad that I had to declare foreclosure, you know, and I had to go through the entire process of seven years of being like in, in the credit, you know, valley of death. And but yet I still went to the same church and, and this guy was still a leader and I was bitter and I was I was like it was hard. But mm-hmm. I understood and I, and I told him that I said, you hurt me, you know, you're supposed to protect me. And and you brought me to this situation with this guy. But I realized that I have to forgive you. I, and it's not just in a moment. I have to forgive, I have to forgive you every time mm. I see you. Yeah. Every time. Because it doesn't just drop off. Right? Yeah. You don't just forget that, yeah. oh, yeah, you yeah. sliced my arm. Right. And then here I'm mm-hmm. walking around without an arm. Yeah. I mean, it's a permanent yeah. reminder. And, of course, I mean, the guy felt bad. I mean, he, he did everything he can to just patch it up and try to help me, you know, in, in the future. Um, 
But I thank God for him. I thank God for that experience. And, um, you know, just just all of it, because uh, it it really it was a dark time. But in that time, it helped train my heart to understand what forgiveness actually means and what it looks like. How do I embrace it? You know, Um, and these are definitely some of the things that I'm going to share with everybody in a second here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But real quick, let's let's actually I want to take a moment and just let us talk about why we don't forgive like why what stops us okay. from being able to forgive a person okay um i guess i'll start off yeah and unless you have a thought um yeah oh, so, okay so my non professional psychologist you are you're my you psychologist know, blah so blah you blah know you're a professional you know, just layman's terms <laughs> <laughs> So I actually think that the difficulty uh, with forgiving for some of us might be because um, it's it's it can be a, a center for control, right? For tr- trying to hold on to, you know, or feeling like you know I control something about my life because people do things to you that you cannot control, and I think it dawns on you when you get hurt. Right, that wait, I am not in control. Right, I may have done my best, you know, let's say to have been, you know, in the context of marriage, to have been faithful, to have tried to um, really take care of you, take care of myself in the relationship, and perhaps the spouse goes and cheats. So then I think that, that one of the rocks that drops is that, man, I am not in control, I'm not in charge. And so I think for some of us, the 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 visceral reaction or the reaction when something like that can happen is well I'm going to hold on to the one thing that I can't control, so I'm not going to give you my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. I can control that. Right. So it's an illusion, though. But nonetheless, I think that that's probably like part of the other side for saying no, I'm not going to forgive you. Um, you know, because you feel like you can salvage something. Um, from a situation that's clearly shown you that you are not under control, you are powerless. Yeah, right. And that can be a thing now that restores a sense of control to you, and that you can then use in some cases to manipulate or try to manipulate right. the other the relationship that well the person you're relationship yeah, with. That's good. Right. So that that's like you know one of the reasons. I mean, apart from that, I'm just like you know the heart is crooked. And deceptive, amongst many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think that there's always a logic to why we can't forgive. Mm-hmm. But also, maybe in in a very simple way, maybe it is hard to forgive because it's hard to forgive. Yeah, oh, that's just, just it. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah, because it's hard to forgive, right? Especially like the really deep things. Like you're saying, it's a process. So I think sometimes maybe it's not just the uh, oh, I'm just being uh, malicious. And I'm going to try to control you. You know, of course, there's cases like that yeah. where if somebody's like, oh, no, that's just not a thing I do. Then, woof, yeah, like your issues run deep, you yeah. know. Um, and yes, maybe there's control issues and maybe there's like other issues. And I don't know if you have like examples of what you would have seen in your therapy room. But I think, though, that also at the basic level, you know how sharing for kids, 
you know, there's some wonderful kids that like drop off, um, you know, onto the earth and then they just are wonderful and they share and etc. But for example, how most kids have to learn to share. You have to learn to take 10, one of your cookies and -hmm. give it to your friend and then the other one to give, like kids struggle with that. And it's only through time and practice that they, it can be start becoming, you know, second nature. Mm-hmm. And they realize that, you know, actually giving is a wonderful thing. It's not always comfortable because, yeah, I want to eat all 10 cookies. But there is something, you know, that is um, that comes back to you, right, when you do give. And, you know, over time that happens. So I think with forgiveness, like you're saying, I, and unfortunately, maybe one, we don't necessarily always articulate it enough. You know, so that as people, as kids are growing up and becoming into adults, it can become part of like their natural dialogue to sort of like break that internal resistance to doing it because it is hard. You know, like being kind is hard. Forgiveness is hard. So just as much as I need to practice being kind, maybe like the basic level, I just also need to practice learning to forgive. And this is like a moment that also came to me. Remember when the boys would do stuff to each other. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, sorry. Sorry is good. But then I realized that more than saying sorry, I want them to be able to uh, to learn to say, hey, I forgive you. Because I realized that it is now that they have to learn to practice saying that word. Because saying sorry is very different to saying, I forgive you. There's almost like just something so powerful and something that just pulls you out of your human tendency when you begin to say Hey, I forgive you because it's like the, the, if you lack the, if you sometimes never practice that, there's some people who grow up to be adults and they literally cannot say those three words. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? It's almost like this, the power of forgiveness and the lack of, you know, forgiveness, is something that can like just sort of like almost pull you either into like a really powerful space or into like a very dark place. And I don't know what it is, but... There's something very magnetic, I guess, about forgiveness, which is why Jesus was like, no, don't practice it seven times. Do it 70 times seven, which is 149 times. Wait, sure. Yeah. Right. You're the math person. Oh, yeah. that's, that's 149 times. I'm 49. Oh, my goodness. 490 yes. times. My bad. Wow. Um, listen, listen, by the way, I only asked you for one point. <laughs> I, <laughs> I you only asked me for one point? I only asked you for one point. Oh, my bad. I didn't ask you to give you them all of my points to edit plus this. like. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he can no, edit No, look, I think, I, think, um, I think it's intuitive. Like, honestly, like everything you said here is exactly what I had written down as well as far as why it's hard to forgive. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, well, one, I mean, just starting with the most recent thing you're saying, I think, I think the practice of forgiveness is definitely an adult lesson. You know, it's it's a it's a good activity and practice for kids to learn, and it's 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 a it's a word repetition. But I don't know if if you can understand the kind of hurt that an adult goes through. Oh yeah. You know, and and the weight of their experience and the weight of expectations and all that they've come from. That crash is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's it's more rec- reckless, right? So so having to learn to forgive as an adult is work. And and I feel like that it definitely is a learning milestone that every adult has to figure out mm-hmm. and, and, and actually learn yeah. to embrace in a new way. Yeah. Um, but I think at the very core of it, it's hard, uh, but a lot of the motivations behind it, some of the things that you've mentioned as far as control, 
um, the idea that I give something up. You know, yeah, if that's I what it feels like, right? I give, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I give something up. And I'm giving something up yet again. Yeah. Because the fact that I need to forgive you, one, means I've already given up a whole lot. Sure. So now you are asking additional. That's Yo, what it is. Oh, come on. Come on. You're asking me to, to additionally, I, I just be, gave you. You know, treated unfairly. I had to be Threw it on in my I face. To, all this stuff. And then yet still. Give you again? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's about giving. That's what forgiveness is. Yeah. And it's hard when you've given and it's all just been thrown into And you feel like a chump. The ground. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so so it's like great. I have to abase myself even more. And and Ooh. so there's this resistance that, that rises up that says, I refuse to be abased. I refuse yeah. to like, you know, and and so again, we're going to kind of paint a picture for what forgiveness actually is. But one of the one of the reasons that we hold back from being able to forgive is because of the control that it gives us, right? Uh, the predictability it gives us. You know, there's a saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that I will never be fooled again. Yeah. Oh. You'll never take advantage. You'll never mm-hmm. hurt me again. Mm-hmm. I will not forgive you. And, and it's not to say this, guys. It's not to say that um, we be foolish, Right. And expose ourselves to the same foolishness that that put us in that position at, at, in the beginning. Right. We still definitely change strategies, but there's definitely something very different about the environment of your heart, about your disposition when it comes to that person, when it comes to the situation uh, and your journey through it. There's mm-hmm. something very different as opposed to the stern. I'm holding on to this um, and, and fear. So, um Okay. All right. So then let's let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's get into fear. Oh, well, I'm sorry, uh, forgiveness. Okay. And and why why that should be happening. All right. What you got? All right. So I I had a. Um, I had a client reach out to me today. It was actually a really interesting conversation. Um, and the thing that she was confronting me with was, well, how do I let go? And she was talking about this in the context of a lot of the loss that she's been going through, um, grieving the loss of a grandmother who passed away, um, a relationship that's kind of on the rocks and about to uh, about to fall apart. And, and the, there's a lot of things just kind of falling apart. And her frustration was like, how do I let go? You know, and was was and I feel like that conversation actually really applies to this, because when we talk about forgiveness, what we're really pointing to is the need to let go. Mm -hmm. Right. The need to not hold this thing. Essentially, when we are unforgiving, when we when we choose not to forgive, um, what we're essentially doing is renting out emotional space to this event or person. Like you have less capacity as an individual Mm -hmm. because this thing Mm -hmm. now captures and rents space. So if anyone or anything or any event comes up to remind you of that rented space, you, 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 what's the word? You freeze up, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, you're unavailable. You check out. Mm -hmm. You're, you don't take risk a certain way anymore. You're not free to yourself in a certain way anymore. Because that thing is with you. That thing is with you. In you, renting in space. And, and so what you think is that I own control, but what's actually happening 
is the memory of that is owning you. you. Yeah. Right. The hurt is owning you. The hurt's owning you. Yeah. That event, that letdown, that feeling like a chump, that's, that's really controlling you. you. Yeah. That's, that's the leash that's, that has, has you tied up. And so, so the possibilities of tomorrow, the possibilities of, of what a potential new expedition could look like, a new risk, a new relationship, um, a new chance that you give your partner is spoiled because you're chained up to what that happened. Thing. Yeah. You know, you, you just, I can't see, I can't see you. I can't see potential anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't be free enough to dream again because I'm chained to this, right? And so, so I think that's one of the important things, critically important things to understand is that when we don't forgive, what we're actually doing is giving up our own freedom. Mm. We're giving mm-hmm. up our own freedom. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's, that's kind of the first, first thing to, to own. So when I was speaking to my client, what I, what I shared with her is that the first thing that needs to happen to let something go is there has to be a defining moment of separation. Okay. There has to be closure, right? So, okay. so Between you and the hurt? So, so, I mean, let's talk about this and death, right? Somebody yeah. passes away. That defining event is their passing away. There was a defining moment mm-hmm. where this is, it's, it's, they're gone. Yeah. When it comes to a relationship breaking up, there's a defining moment where you say this is over. Okay. Look, I'm going to have a whole bunch of things to deal with. Right. And, and that's that's a whole nother thing uh, and that I'll talk about in a second. But before you can start dealing with the feelings, a decision has to be made. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the first things to understand is that forgiveness is not an emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, forgiveness mm-hmm. is not emotional. Even though it feels <laughs> like a whole a big old it emotion. It does. Right? It feels like you're giving away a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're you're kind of throwing yourself down. But forgiveness is not emotional. Forgiveness is a principle. Yeah. You know, forgiveness mm-hmm. is a decision. It's a defining moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I forgive. Now, what we do with the rest of what we feel and what we're going through is a whole different, different thing. Yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But you don't pair those two things together. Right? Let's mourn. Let's grieve. Right? Let's, let's go through that, that loss process of what actually happened to you. And let's deal with it directly of what happened to you. Um, but not tie the principle and decision to forgive to that journey, you know, the joy of, I have to walk through of letting go, yeah. right? Of actually the decision, mm-hmm. the decision, mm-hmm. and that's a very important word, yeah. right? Um, that forgiveness, as you're saying, it's a principle. It's you know the the posture of making a decision, and as you're saying, I mean, I like what you're saying that separate the emotion from the principle. Mm-hmm. Right, because emotions can live for like a long time. Yeah, but the thing is, those emotions will probably never go away if you never make the decision mm-hmm. to forgive. Mm-hmm. Right, Correct. the whole thing stays with you. Yes, the emotions, the entire thing, the entire baggage. Yeah, that is the lack of forgiveness. It stays with you. But the minute I say, "Hey, I forgive you," and I may need to say it ten times, what it does is that. The burden, the the burden of unforgiveness starts to lose its edge and power. Correct, correct. Right. If space was being rented out, you know how I actually imagine unforgiveness. And what well, you know, what unforgiveness does is that it's a thing. It's a leech that sucks your energy. Yeah. 
That's how I imagine unforgiveness. Sure. It's a leech that sucks your energy. Like you're saying, you don't own anything. You are giving away every time you like choose to not forgive. Sure. But the minute you say, hey, I forgive you, right? The thing that was sucking your energy starts, you know, it's almost like you gain some space back, right? Mm -hmm. There's a level, even if you may not feel like it, but there's a level where, you know, the energy, you, you know, starts to come back. Mm -hmm. uh, things are starting to get unclogged because you made the decision to say, hey, I forgive you. Yes. Um, and then, you know, in saying that I forgive you, now it also opens up the, 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 the opportunity for you now to dig deep and to begin to mourn and to deal with the feelings and the emotions that are associated with that event that Correct. caused you. Correct. Uh, hurt and you know mm -hmm. that's now requiring that you forgive. Yeah. But I like that that just underlining bold highlight yeah. that forgiveness is a principle. It's a principle. It's, it's a, a choice. It's a decision that we have to make. It's a defining moment. It's a it's a moment in chronological time where I can say boom right here I forgave. Right now the thing that's a little harder to define is the emotion connected to that, which is that I'm forgiving. You know, kind of mm -hmm. aspect of it. Um, but again, think about this in the context or, or in a parallel to somebody passing away. There's a defining moment where they passed away. And the reality of it now, the truth of your life is that you're going to have to find a way to move on without them. It's hard, mm -hmm. right? There's a, there's a lot that you have to now deal with mm. because of that defining moment. moment yeah. But that moment is done. That moment is done. And so I think one of the things that miss, that, that's missing a lot when when it comes to relationships and, and forgiving is that there is no closure. Well, right? yeah, because unlike death where, well, actually maybe so like your analogy of death is easier in the sense that, well, the person is gone. So to, you know, you just got to figure it out. But I think the thing that may be difficult with when you really bring in the reality of forgiveness to a live living situation is that the person is still with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Sure. You know, some of sure. these things are still with you. So, yeah. like, how you deal with the emotions while you're needing to still, I guess, do life and continue. Sure. Because it's not just, like, forgiveness in the sense of what the relationship is ending. We're talking about forgiveness as mm -hmm. a, in the middle of a relationship that is very much alive, that is very much, you know, yeah. ongoing. Yeah. yeah. And so, it's it's the, the issue then is, is um, things stay alive and they stay agitated because there was no closure. There was no point, no defining moment where you said, this is dead. It's over. You know, this is gone. It's in the past. I have to figure out how to live life because things have changed, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you, whatever's happened has changed the trajectory of, of, of your life, but it doesn't define the trajectory you do, mm -hmm. you know, because again, it's, we're, we're getting rid of that chain. We're not going to be tied down to that memory, to that event, to that person, to that decision. Um, we're not tied to that anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're going to commit to is to say, like, this is it right here. This is the moment. I forgive. Now I'm going to figure out what I do with the rest of the stuff. So let us let me talk about what you do with the rest of the stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, so one of the, one of the um, models of grief therapy that I really like and I think it really translates well to forgiveness, um, mm -hmm. is called a dual orientation model of, of grief. And what, what they talk about in this, in this model is that everyone after a loss, right, goes through two orientations. 
Um, one orientation is a task focus orientation okay. where where you are building your life back up after that person passed away. You're creating new routines. Um, you're you're creating new. Um, you're kind of getting, you know, again, you're thinking about somebody passing away. You're trying to get bank accounts set up again. You're trying mm-hmm. to figure out how, you know, life is going to look and how things are going to flow. So there's actually task. Mm-hmm. And then the other orientation, so that's one orientation is task. The other orientation is is kind of the emotional feeling um, aspect. That's the mourning side of it where an event, a, an anniversary comes of mm-hmm. the event of that moment okay. um, and the emotions Since that you feel emotions from it come. come flooding back. Okay. And you, and, and the issue is you being able to allow yourself to let that flush through you, to allow yourself to feel those emotions and the grief and loss and, and be able to let them go again. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and essentially what happens over time as a person progresses in their mourning and progresses in their, in their loss, is they they start to do a lot more of the task oriented and a lot less of the re, uh, emotional okay. you know orientation. There's nothing wrong with either of them, but as humans, we're built to kind of move forward in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's now an issue instead of <clears throat> instead of trying to forget it, you know, and deny it. What's happening instead is you're giving yourself permission and room. To grieve it, you're not necessarily associating with and, and saying that, oh, you know what, that dead person is resurrected, or you're not, you're not taking back that moment. Like mm-hmm. it's still, there's still a chronological so moment out there where you forgave, okay. right? Um, but it might be that moment where it's like, this is hard, this hurt, I felt this way, and it's okay that I feel this way. It's okay that I'm hurt. That you know, that's that that was that's a legit like response because of what I've went through. Um, and I'm just going to let that wash over me and, and let myself be human about it and then kind of move back into that orientation where I'm moving forward. Mm -hmm. I'm building life with you. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out our new pace, our new rhythm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how we fit now that, you know, things have, the trajectory has changed a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's okay. We can do this relationally. You're human. I'm human. We can figure this out. Yeah. Um, and what happens over time is you're able to carry yourself through um, through a process of vulnerability that's authentic, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that isn't fake, right? Yeah. At the same time, you're able to deliberately and strategically move yourself to, to, to actually focusing on nurturing the new world mm-hmm. that you've been creating through that task orientation, you know, and integrating the loss, integrating that experience back into normal life. But we think about forgiveness, one of the, in relationships, one of the first things all of us tend to think about is infidelity, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, people cheating like on people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of the interesting things is, um, and I tell a lot of my couples this that are dealing with infidelity, uh, there's, there's been a number of studies done on the top 10% of happiest couples and the bottom 10% of most unhappiest couples. Mm. And they looked at the factors that would have been common mm-hmm. among the most happy and the most unhappiest couples. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one of the things that they found, which was interesting, is that infidelity um, happened as often 
in the most happiest couples as mm-hmm. it did in the most unhappiest couples. Mm-hmm. Infidelity was not a a um, indicator for happiness. For happiness, okay, right. The thing that they found was important was how well. Well, the thing that defined the most happiest couples was how well they were able to navigate and actually talk through their conflicts, their challenges, how they were able to work together through challenges. That and and what actually happened. A lot of the couples that went through that mm-hmm. infidelity found themselves in a place of more security with each other, you wow. know, and security in the relationship because of it. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting because you have to actually make oh. a decision when you step out and forgive. Oh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's like a level of deliberateness. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I can see how, you know, okay, it could be like a very redeeming mm-hmm. thing in that sense, mm-hmm. uh, going through the cycle of forgiving. And well, I get you know both parties, uh, reconciliation, forgiveness, and yeah, coming back. Yeah, one of the things that that it pushes most of my clients to is if they're going to make it through it, one of the things that they have to go back to is understanding their value, and understanding their worth as an individual. When and and what happens is they can re-enter the relationship more whole, more full. Mm. You know what I'm saying? More secure, more stable. And what happens is that the other person that that um, you know may have done the infidelity has to figure out themselves, mm-hmm. you know, after that, and they have to come back more whole, more full, more sure of who they are, working out the internal issue that caused it. Like mm-hmm. when that progress happens, like you're only going to get stronger yeah, as a couple. That's the mm-hmm. only option. Yeah. Um, or of course, oh, of course you separate. Yeah, yeah, and that's an option too. Yeah. Um, but regardless, and, and I think this is important, forgiveness is not about the other person. Yeah. Forgiveness is about you. It's yep. about you freeing yourself. From the leash. Like, yeah. you don't want the leash, right? Yeah. So that's what yeah. it is. It's about you. Mm-hmm. It's not for them. Yep. That's not for them. It's no, for you. It's for you. That's true. Yeah. And I think it's for you, too, because, okay, so the thing that I'm thinking about is a series growing together, right? Forgiveness. Mm-hmm growing together sure yeah right so when i forgive you um it's almost like i could it's i continue to make a deliberate choice to be the best me for the sake of myself but also this relationship that i am invested in so that this relationship can move forward Mm -hmm. right Right. because that's the thing with relationship there are no gray zones sure it is either we are growing we are on an in, you know increasing accelerating or we are declining right there's no neutrality when mm-hmm. it comes to relationships mm-hmm. you know so the direction is both those ways so forgiveness and my decision to forgive is me saying that i don't want to be on the decline i don't want to be stuck i am investing in myself mm-hmm. so that i can continue to be or somebody who can contribute to this relationship. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know. I think you know because I, I I want to be fully available because yeah. if forgiveness sucks the energy um, out of me, um, then when I sorry unforgiveness if it sucks the energy out of me, uh, it me you know means that I am not fully available. But I forgive because I want to make sure that I am fully there. So that I can contribute to the relationship and that we can continue to grow together. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the thing with forgiveness is that it actually makes you more powerful. It makes you stronger 
as a person because yeah. it's such a tough thing. It is it's very hard. It is such a tough thing yeah. that when you do make the choice each time, you are stepping into the next level of maturity. It ge- it almost like it increases the capacity inside of you for the relationship. Truth, you know, in so many other areas, because really it's an all encompassing thing. Because mm-hmm. why do I need to forgive? Because relationships are of the nature that there's le- different levels of friction. Sure. Right. So if I'm like sort of like permanently inside of that posture of, you know what, not only am I not, I'm not going to like forgive you, but it's a whole thing that there's just certain things that are not even going to offend me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've already forgiven you, you know. Um, and it's like I have to pick what I let my energies pour into. Yeah. So I just feel like me as a person, it's like if I can carry that posture of forgiveness, there just are some things that are going to fall under the radar because my level of grace towards the other person has risen, mm-hmm. you know, from like having nothing and, you know, battling with forgiveness to, no, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to keep forgiving. Uh, now I have just so much more capacity that there are some things that are just not even going to really offend me. Yeah. And then when the big things come that offend me, I'm able to very deliberately because it, it it forces introspection, right? Because when you you can't just say, oh yeah no I decide I forgive you, no I think part of like the co- complete cycle of forgiveness forces you to be introspective. Mm-hmm. Why were you so offended, right? That you stood there and there was like possibly even a risk that you may have held onto the hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Why? And then it sort of like forces us to go deep. Because that's part of the thing that I forgive you, but I also want to release myself from the negative emotions, right? Because yeah. I don't want to just forgive you, but then sort of like keep the negative emotions. Of course. I forgive you as a posture, but I, my saying that is that I'm actually going to choose to go down this road where I want to deal with this thing in its entirety. Yeah. I, you've been renting. I really am trying to kick you out completely. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't want to just throw out your chair and your table. I want to, you know, you and your property must go. Uh, so it forces, like, you know, that introspection to happen, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that you deal with the thing and the emotions and the thing that may have gotten you hooked in the first place. Yeah. I'm struggling to forgive you. Why? It's not just you. Not only did you disappoint me, my father yeah. disappointed me. Right. You know, my father walked out. You did this thing. Now it's bringing back these things. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you realize, because like you're saying, it's not about the other person. It's often about you. It's, it's about you. Sure. And I know we keep talking about this, but I think this is like the fact with a lot of things, you know, that people don't have power over us, but we can yield that power to things, right? Yeah. Uh, but part of like just sort of like regaining uh, who we are, it's just like recognizing just the power of being able to see ourselves and to allow healing to come inside of the spaces of our hearts. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, and the more that happens, the more we are able to like, really like join with other people in relationship and be able to like, and as each person does their part to be able to like grow together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and again, you know, yeah, no, I think you're right. It's just, it's something we got to keep coming back to, which is like, forget the relationship. This is about you. Yeah. This, this helps you grow and it helps you be present because you got a, a lot to be present for. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yourself, uh, your kids, yeah. Your your career, your work, your your call. Uh, there's there's a lot, and we could potentially lose out on all of that because mm-hmm. we're stuck renting That's out space to an event, a decision, a person. And can I just say this? We also have to learn to forgive ourselves. Oh yeah, that's big. Yeah, I, I mean, like maybe that's a oh, whole no, that's podcast. 
yeah. on its own. Oh no, that's itself. big. But there's 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 an issue and there's a there's a place there where you have to um, start with bringing closure to what you did. Yeah, to your and mistakes. you have to decide Absolutely. to let that go. Mm-hmm. And guess then what? Begin- and rent space. Yeah. So either way, whether it's for unforgiveness towards somebody or yourself, if there's a hundred percent of you, those things are like renting. Let's say thirty percent of the space, or fifty, or eighty. In some of us, if I'm like one of those people who just doesn't even know the word forgiveness. It's renting out space. So mm-hmm. nonetheless, it means that we are being suboptimal. Um, we are, you know, uh, we're just unavailable yeah. to, to our relationships because we haven't forgiven ourselves. Sure. Right? Uh, and it just leads to a level of self-consciousness that just means that you are not able to be present in the relationship in the way that you should be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when you... When you start with that closure, when you start at the defining moment of forgiveness, with that, and the image that I have in my mind is kind of like you're jumping off a cliff. <laughs> like I, and now I have to figure out how to how to fly. Right. I have to figure out how to land. Like the the reality, the truth is that there's a point where I've said this is finished, and now I'm going to go through the process of having to to do all the other stuff to um to ensure that that I'm forgiving myself right yeah. and and letting it go uh there's there's a lot there right because there often is people involved in the things that we need to forgive ourselves for mm-hmm. and that might mean you figuring out a way to ask for their forgiveness even though they may not give it to yeah. you but you making Release that yourself. definitive yeah. moment of i'm letting this go yep you know you could be a part of it or not but i yeah. need yep. to let this go yep. so i can be available yep. again yeah that you I know. can be alive again. Yeah, of course. Because for unforgiveness sucks the life out of you. Of course it does. Yeah. Of course it does. Yep. Yeah. All right then. All right. Cool. So growing we'll together and learning to forgive. Hey guys, once again, thank you so much for... Um, joining us and being a part of this focus on forgiveness. Um, very important topic to us. And we're you're also important to us. And we thank you for um, being a part of this and just listening in. All right, guys, I will catch you on the next one.